0: Good morning, welcome to With God at Dawn. When I consider thy heavens, what is man? Psalms 8, 3, and 4 When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him? man had become so degraded by sin that it was impossible for him in himself to come into harmony with him whose nature is purity and goodness but christ after having redeemed man from the condemnation of the law could impart divine power to unite with human effort thus the fallen children of Adam might once more become sons of God. Nature testifies of God. The susceptible mind brought in contact with the miracle and the mystery of the universe cannot but recognize the working of infinite power. Not by its own inherent energy does the earth produce its bounties, and year by year, Continue its motion around the sun. An unseen hand guides the planets in their circuit of the heavens. A mysterious life pervades all nature. A life that sustains the unnumbered worlds throughout immensity. That lives in the insect atom. Which floats in the summer breeze. That wings the flight of the swallow and feeds the young ravens which cry, that brings the bud to blossom and the flower to fruit. In those hours that come to all, when the heart is faint and temptation presses sore, where, then, can such courage and steadfastness be found as in that lesson which God has bidden us learn from the stars in their untroubled course? Notice the two-step process mentioned in the first paragraph. The first thing that Christ accomplished by satisfying the demands of the law was to redeem us from condemnation because the law was satisfied that the debt was paid. We are now free to stand before the law uncondemned. He didn't need to get rid of it. We satisfied it. But this is not all in order to prepare us to go forward in agreement with the law. Jesus is able to impart to those who fulfill the conditions divine power to unite with our human effort to live a life in agreement with love. We see the process of justification followed by sanctification. Martin Luther Remembering the verse that said the just shall live by faith, he leaped up off his knees from trying to earn salvation by works. Let's say that verse slowly. The just shall live by faith. Let's pick it apart. The just, or those who have been justified. How? By receiving Christ's sacrifice Letting Jesus wash them from their sins with his blood, satisfying their debt from their sins, not from their sinful condition. Well, what's the difference? If you're washed from your sins, then you're pure and your sins have been paid, but you still have a fallen condition. We will have a fallen condition until we are changed at the end, transformed when Jesus comes. But this does not mean that we will not have victory in our lives. But he did not change our condition of who we are as fallen human beings yet. This requires a change of nature to change our character from fallen to yoking up with Christ and walking by faith that works by love and purifies the soul. When they have an oxen yoke, they'll want to train a younger one. They'll yoke up a younger one with a mature, experienced one. And the mature, experienced one does not walk along the path that the young, inexperienced one wants to go. But he goes where he's been trained to go, and the young one goes along with him pretty much by force, and he has to learn. And that's how it is with Christ. When we yoke up with Christ... We don't take him along wherever we are and help him help us get whatever we want. When we yoke up with Christ, he bears the burden and heat of the day with us and helps us to learn how to go through it while satisfying the demands of the law of love. You know, we will be purified by the experiences God brings to us. And just a reminder, only God has absolute perfection. We will grow throughout eternity. We start here and now by obeying with faith that works by love. And this purifies the soul. One step at a time, we learn, at every stage of growth. This second phase is sanctification, the work of a lifetime of continual surrender and obedience coming closer to Jesus, loving him more every day, giving him our heart's affections with obedience. That's the shall live part of the verse, the just shall live by faith. The faith part brings to mind the verse in Revelation 3, 18, where Jesus counsels us to buy of him gold tried in the fire, which Peter explains in 1 Peter 1, 7, the trial of your faith, being more precious than gold, though it be tried with fire. So, the just shall live by their faith, their faith in Jesus' ability to save them completely and entirely from their sin. Jesus can not only pay your debt, he can change your heart. Heaven will not be populated with forgiven sinners, but forgiven saints. Do you agree? found a promise in Romans 1, 16 through 17. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. He said this to the Greek because he was speaking to Roman people. For in it, the gospel of Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I couldn't help but um, satisfy my curiosity, so I looked this verse up in the complete Jewish Bible, and there it reads, For I am not ashamed of the good news, since it is God's powerful means of bringing salvation to everyone who keeps on trusting, to the Jew especially, but equally to the Gentile. For in it, is revealed how God makes people righteous in his sight. And from beginning to end, it is through trust. As the Tanakh put it, but the person who is righteous will live his life by trust. There, that's a promise. We will live our life by trust. And we will be righteous. He will change us day by day. I'm going to sing just one verse of In Christ Alone. In Christ Alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the Fiercest drought and storm, what heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comfort Christ is our comforter his rod and staff they comfort us and he is our God of all comfort our Father in heaven Lord thank you for Jesus for his comfort for his righteousness for his blood that cleanses us from all sin that we can stand before you in righteousness and peace in love And not be afraid or ashamed you don't want us to feel ashamed or sorrowful but joy in the gift that you have given to us which is priceless lord for these who are here with me today i lift up a special prayer for them each one wherever they are found in the world you would bring to them this experience of sanctification that they would recognize the witness in themselves of your working in their lives, and as they see it, the joy can overflow and love to those around them, that today will be their first step in a new life, that they receive it from you, Lord, with thanksgiving. In thy name I pray. Amen. I invite you to join me again tomorrow morning, just for a little little bit of time as we read and contemplate, meditate, pray, and sing, then I hope you have a wonderful day today, my friend.